Hey everyone, I'm Josh. And I'm Anna. And this is the Jesus and Next Gens podcast. Join us each week as we talk about faith, the Bible, culture, and family. We hope these conversations challenge and encourage you to intentionally pursue Jesus in your life and your family. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Man, today we are going to be talking about building a resilient faith and our guest today is Delaney Ryan. Hi. Hey, Delaney. Can you just tell us something <laughs> quick about yourself? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, fun fact. Uh, it's a weird one that you kind of have to see, but I'm double jointed in my wrists. Um, and so they bend more than the average person's. And that's that's my fun fact. That's what I can contribute. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stuff do you currently do like in your life, in your free time? Yeah. Uh, I tried to learn the bass recently. Uh, I bought nice. a bass. I have an amp for it that I stole from my parents. Um, but I... <laughs> I haven't learned as much as I want to, but uh, it's fun to play with. It's a good time. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope that you do end up learning that because that is an important instrument. And expensive. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, so we're just going to be jumping into this conversation about faith. And so for you, what did your faith look like when you were in like high school? Yeah, uh, I, I actually had a pretty good upbringing. My parents were both Christians uh, before they had me. And so I was raised going to church on Sundays. I was raised um, volunteering in I went through Sunday school as a child, and then when I was old enough, uh, I just started volunteering. Mm-hmm. I would do the church at Awana, which is like the mm-hmm. youth program. Yeah, that's what I grew up doing. And then when I was actually about high school age, I wasn't doing anything on a Friday night, and they needed volunteers to be like teachers. And so mm-hmm. I said, "I'll do it." Um, and that kind of shaped the rest of my how I do ministry now. It's that's it's awesome. I was there. I had two hands. I might as well kind of jump yeah. in and help. So um, yeah, I went to church every Sunday and. But my parents weren't like, we didn't talk too much about Jesus at home. It was more mm-hmm. of a like, so ingrained in what we did that it wasn't a topic of conversation very much. Um, mm-hmm. But as I got older and I started like really diving into my own faith, it did become more of a conversation. It is something I talk about more with my parents now, but gotcha. we would always pray before meals. Um, my mom started making us pray before we went out to the bus stop because yep. she thought now's the time. And so mm-hmm. we did that. But uh, yeah, that was that's pretty much how I grew up. It's just part of my regular routine. That's awesome. Yeah. So we know that faith in a, in a very, very modern Western society <laughs> where, mm-hmm. you know, religion is perceived in so many ways. Um, how did your faith persevere in a concept, context like that? Like, did you have a youth group or mentor? You mentioned Awana, but did you have a specific mentor leader pouring into you? Yeah, uh, I had, I was lucky where I had a lot of leaders at different stages in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I had like when I was younger, uh, but so we switched churches around when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. But when I really found my footing, I had been kind of in middle school age, but kind of too late to be doing Mm -hmm. some of the stuff. So I ended up, uh, I had a lot of leaders at different times speak into my life. So I was at uh, a church that my dad still attends um, in North Kingstown, Rhode Island, which is near where I'm from. I'm from Coventry, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And so in North Kingstown, um, I started volunteering at their WANA program and the commander, which is the title of it, Mm -hmm. uh, his name was Gary and he, he was just a wonderful leader just so encouraging, empowering, like such a nice guy. I ended up serving with him Sunday mornings as well. But then when I, I ended up going to another church called South Point Christian Church, which when I'm home in Rhode Island, that's the one I really go to. Um, Then 
I kind of phased out of the Awana and I started going into a youth group where at the time the leader's name was JD. He was a lot of fun, uh, but then he started going out. He had different things he was doing. So I didn't have a consistent leader as I grew in my faith. Mm -hmm. But then after JD came Dustin, who still contacts me and checks in to see how I'm doing, just Mm -hmm. encouraging me in what I do, empowers me to. I was a CIY leader one year. Mm -hmm. That was intense um, and (laughs) so much fun. Um, And so I think... I think just having those people in specific moments was wonderful. Mm. Um, But to answer your question about how that went in public school, because I'm from New England, where Mm. especially in New England, it's not a super big thing. I think I was about one of maybe five public, quote unquote, Christians, Mm -hmm. where I I would tell people I'm a Christian if they ask, but Mm. I I was never particularly evangelistic in that. Mm. I was never popular. Mm. (laughs) So it's like... um, and I did a lot of theater, and that was also another thing where people who do who did theater in my high school were super hesitant to Christianity, mm-hmm. um, just for societal norms and some stereotypes that they knew. And mm-hmm. so, being one of maybe five people that would say, "Yeah, I'm a Christian," but like also still have that connection and that relationship with non Christians, I think mm-hmm. was it's still something I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. It's it's relationship based for me and so even in Mm -hmm. high school it was the no I want to have a relationship with you whether you're Christian or not like you know I am and so it it did shape me in the direction of sometimes the friendships I was involved in um that really shaped me they started going into like more drugs more alcohol Mm -hmm. more things that wasn't where I knew I wanted to be Mm -hmm. and so I really let like I knew Jesus I knew the plan whether and at the time I didn't have like a close relationship with Jesus but I I knew him enough to know that that is not the direction I wanted to go Mm. and so leaning into that it's uncomfortable Mm. it's it's so uncomfortable to say no especially Mm. when you're a freshman a sophomore um but ultimately like it did shape me to say I don't want to do this I know the direction Mm. you're going is not the one for me and in my personal experience, the Lord really, really did provide. He provided me friends who were not doing that. Friends, sure, they weren't all Christian. There was like one or two other Christians in that friend group. But mm-hmm. it allowed me to do something so much more positive and so much better, I mm-hmm. guess, character-wise. Mm-hmm. And so I think just list, knowing what the Lord is calling you to, and it's not, it, it's something so much better than you could follow. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big takeaway I at least had. Yeah. So what did you learn about God by being a Christian in public school? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I learned kind of what I was saying there. That's like it, you can say no and um, not to get too much into it, but I, I did have, it was either the, right before my freshman year, or right before my sophomore year, saying no to that friend group mm-hmm. devastated me. Mm-hmm. Um, and right before I said no, and I was kind of towards the brink is, um, I just, I spent pretty much an entire summer in my very formative years mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. like genuinely alone in my room, my mm-hmm. friends. And because of social media, I watched them all hang out with each other yeah. and I was aware of it and I was aware I wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, it was the loneliest I'd ever felt in my entire life. I mm-hmm. was sad. I was alone. Um, and it was just isolating, but I realized out of that, and that's when my relationship with Christ started to build. I was never truly alone. Mm. And it took almost the entire summer to realize when I had felt the lowest and I had felt rejected and I started hating myself, um, wondering what was wrong with me. I just Mm. was overwhelmed with like the feeling of the Lord just saying, I have been here the whole time Mm. and you haven't seen me. And so 
I think one of the things uh, that I learned most was even in those moments where you feel completely and totally alone in your very formative years where yeah. friendships mean a ton, it's that confidence of I can be at my lowest and I'm not alone mm-hmm. and I can hate myself. Not healthy, not mm-hmm. advocating that. But when I did, I knew I was still loved mm-hmm. even through that. Yeah. And so I think that was my most powerful takeaway that okay, I'm struggling and it's mm-hmm. okay to struggle as long as you don't stay there. Mm-hmm. And so in that struggle, knowing that you are loved and knowing that you are seen, even if you're not there yourself, mm-hmm. I think knowing that really helps me power through and love other people better yeah. when I came out of that. Um, so I'd say that's, that is how God just revealed himself to me while I was in public school, mm-hmm. feeling alone for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was my takeaway. But I, I do appreciate you clarifying that in all of those emotions that loneliness Mm -hmm. that kind that kind of the the self-hate the dislike whatever that may be you've always resort back to the love of christ Mm -hmm. first Mm -hmm. it's like oh yes i'm still feeling this emotion Mm -hmm. but jesus still loves me Mm -hmm. and that like yes emotions can really be powerful um it can be a good indicator of like what you're going through and what you're working through Mm -hmm. but relying first and foremost on that love of jesus yeah Yeah. that has to be a huge a huge difference between what you went through Mm -hmm. and what others who don't have that foundation are going through yeah Yeah. that's so true yeah and something that you said stood out to me because um both of us also grew up in public school Mm -hmm. as people who had been raised in faith um and something similar to what you had said is I always felt like I was called to something different mm-hmm. and like called to something higher. And so when my friends started to make some decisions that um, arguably were not the best <laughs> best choices, which granted, I mean, we all make some really stupid oh, yeah. decisions in middle school and high school. Um, but it was a little bit easier for me to hold myself to some standards, knowing that God had something better for me mm-hmm. um, and for all of us, really. Um, that just kind of helped me to to make some of those no's a little bit easier. Yeah. And even yeah. looking back now as a 21-year-old, I'm still going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And there's still times I'm going to feel really low. But I can look back and actually, at the time, the no's were hard and the mm-hmm. no's were painful. But in retrospect, they were so good. Yeah. They were so good. But if you looked at 14-year-old Delaney, she was having a terrible time. This mm-hmm. was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> but looking back mm-hmm. it opened so many opportunities saying no at the time mm-hmm. so i that's exciting if that's anything that's of help yeah. the no's are hard they're not easy um but they are really good sometimes mm-hmm. so that's exciting yeah and one of the best lessons anyone could learn is is that when you are saying no to something you're saying yes to something else mm-hmm. yeah yeah and sometimes you know god wants us to say no or he says no like mm-hmm. he's saying Oh, I have something better in store for you. And that can be frustrating, especially when it comes from God. You're like, why are you doing that to me? (laughs) But yeah, his his yeses are so much better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it makes his nose painful. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So kind of looking at everything we've talked about, your experiences, what encouragement do you have for uh, Christian kids, kids who have grown up in the church who are in a public school setting um, today, what advice would you give them? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is just don't compromise yourself for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a lesson, whether you're Christian or not, I, I think that's a great lesson that's mm-hmm. you don't want to make or you don't want to. 
<laughs> you don't want to compromise yourself and your values to make someone else comfortable, mm-hmm. especially if they're core values. If there's, I know I'm loved by Christ. I know I'm valued. Don't compromise that. Mm-hmm. Don't tarnish that. Don't let anyone else ruin that. Mm-hmm. Hold true to that because it is truth and we know it's truth. Yeah. Another thing I'd say is be kind to people. Mm. Just number, again, Christian or non-Christian, mm-hmm. be kind to people. And if you are a Christian, be... <laughs> It's even more important, I think, to be kind to others yeah. because you reflect Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you're known to be mean, if you're mean, if you're rude, if you're hurtful, and you tell people you're Christian, mm-hmm. that reflects that, and that reflects how they see Christ. Yeah. And so it is so important to be kind to people because they will always remember the kindness. Yeah. Even if they don't like you particularly, they can say she was kind. He mm-hmm. was kind to me. He's a nice guy. And I think that will speak more to your reputation in 10, 20 years. Mm. This person was kind. I have nothing bad to say about them. Mm. So, yeah, be kind and don't compromise your core values mm. for other people. That's yeah. really my takeaway. You got it. Yeah, that is so solid. I know for me personally, I can look back on my high school years and, yeah, I was really good at holding myself to a higher standard. But I think sometimes that came across as judgment to other people. Mm. And I, I think that, like that, that second point of be kind – I wish that I had known that mm-hmm. in, in like the depths of who I am back then because um, there are definitely some people that I don't think saw me as very kind and didn't probably have a good view of who Jesus was as a result of that um, with just my judgment. And so that's something I'm thinking of as you're talking about that is, yeah, that is so important for us to not only hold ourselves to this the standard and not compromise and hold to the holiness that Jesus calls us to, but also like we really are representing Jesus. And so if we're being judgmental or rude or mean, that is who people would think that Jesus is. Yeah. So I, yeah, I feel the same way. There's yeah. times I look back and that's why it comes up now. It's like, mm-hmm. I was not kind. Mm-hmm. There's certain people that'll see me. I, well, I was generally kind, but there's certain people <laughs> in certain moments that I would just let my frustration, my yeah. competitive edge just take over. Mm-hmm. And it would be, if I look back in that moment, I'm like, I wish I could have done that differently. Yeah. I wish I wish someone told me, hey, <laughs> in that moment, was that kind? Yeah. Was that nice? And apologize where you need to apologize. Mm-hmm. That's been a huge game changer. It's like, I know I was unkind. Yeah. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Huge words. I'm sorry. Even if I'm sorry I hurt you. Like, mm-hmm. Huge words. But I'm with you. And I, def- <laughs> I definitely, definitely made regrets. <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope that this was encouraging for you guys listening at home um, on just how to build a resilient faith how to represent Jesus well when we are in um, in a world that is broken and fallen and we are all trying our best. And so we know that there is a lot of grace for us and for those around us. Um, none of us are going to be perfect, but we hope that you and that your um, families are able to really just hold to these truths of remember who you are in God, remember what he's called you to, and remember that we are his representatives, that we reflect him. And so go out and be kind today um, and remember that you are loved by God. So thank you, Delaney, for joining yeah. us. It's been an awesome conversation because we know that, yeah, building a resilient faith isn't easy, no matter where you're at. <laughs> yeah. but, so thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources mentioned during the episode. We love your support and feedback, so please subscribe rate and review, and share this podcast with friends and family. We really hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and we really want to answer more of your questions. So if there's any questions that you still have about the Bible or about anything else, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at jesusandnextgens at outlook.com. See you next time.